This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I feel that I'm being slightly nervous or um, apprehensive or something. I'm being all coy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to We Heart Worry. Hello. Welcome I'm Yasmin Akram. Sorry, I just uh, t- I talked right across you there. That's as you were, fine. You were doing a lovely low, a lovely low silky intro. S- yeah. Hello. Hello. That's all I have. I'm sorry. No, it's beautiful. I'm sorry. My name is Yasmin Akram. This I'm lovely, silky-voiced friend of mine is called... Philippa Dunn. Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> um, this is a comedy podcast. We've said it before, we'll say it again, where we talk about our worries, our anxieties. Mm. And just, you know, we're we're having a laugh about them. We're saying it's, hey, listen, we all have them. It's cool. It's cool, baby. Yeah. Everything's Let's, cool. Um, Let's take the heat out of them by um, enjoying them instead yeah. of uh, fearing them. Just for just for now. Just yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I think that I am a mixture of extremely huge ego, and then like no self esteem whatsoever. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> I relate to the. <laughs> I'm just. I, I want to do a little scream. Because what I wanted to say was, me too. But um, my internal voice just said, shut up you, you don't have an ego, you fucking idiot. You wish you had an ego, you, you fucking You wish you had an ego, you. But it's I, all I, low self-esteem with you, you fucking idiot. It's a train load of low self-esteem <laughs> and the captain doesn't even have any kind of confidence in where the train is going. Oh, he doesn't even have a map. He's just going out there hoping for the best. Well, there's a, a saying, I think it might be from the from a 12-step program, but I could be wrong, so so don't quote me on it, where they say, you feel like you're the the biggest piece of shit at the centre of the world. And I think that that's... <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. You and see, I think that y- I, yeah. do, I do feel like that sometimes. I just am so, I'm so self-involved. <laughs> but I just I went upstairs there to have a wee because we're doing mm-hmm. this from our from our home and I looked in the mirror and do you know what I, do you know what I said to myself I look fucking what? great I, I, great. I, I said I look good. fucking great right great. I have yeah. no rights to be saying that Phil I, I, I don't even know what my hair was doing ah uh, shut came up came down I... sat down looked at myself in the webcam think, think I look like somebody's nana well I just want to um, join forces with the I think you look great side of things. Stop it. Stop it. Because I think you do. Look. It's not flirting, it's facts, right? (laughs) And I'm giving them to you now, raw, unedited. Raw facts. You look great. 
And you should you should tell yourself that as well. There's no shame. I've gone all coy again, like I was at the top of the show no. only, <laughs> only a mere Hello. three minutes before. <laughs> oh, who me? <laughs> it's just I'm I am on a mission. This in our year of the Lord 2021, mm. my mish this year, mm. Phil, is to have like a fully rounded self love that isn't based on listing off my attributes. Do you know what I mean? It's about going, I am sometimes, as I say, very self-involved, but I still, those parts of me still deserve to be loved. The parts of me that aren't so, you know, the the negative emotions. Because I don't know about you, but I've always felt that when I feel a negative emotion, like anger or whatever, that I will think, oh, it's like a sign that I'm failing at life. Because in my mind, the idea of somebody who's happy and successful is that, well, that they're happy all the time. So when I feel angry or sad, I go, oh, I'm obviously not successful or I'm obviously not really boss in life because I feel angry or sad. No. I just realised that's just fucking horseshit, isn't it? You're completely allowed to feel angry. You're completely allowed to feel sad. It's very important that you feel angry, actually. Yes. Because it keeps you motivated. Um, It keeps you hungry. And it 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 makes you strive for what is correct for you. That's so true. And you see, anger, what? especially when it's attributed to women, it's always seen as a negative. I think anger I is marvelous. Yes, I think, yes. I think anger is marvelous. So do you know what I've been saying to myself as well, Phil? I've been saying, I am trying to be a successful human being, mm. not a happy person. A successful human being, and a human being feels all of their emotions. Absolutely. That's the, that's the reason that you're a human being. Yeah. Do you know? Now, when I when I say Anger is marvelous. Obviously, I mean it when it's like handled correctly and channeled yeah, in the like right way. Yeah. Oh God, no, that's not good no. for anyone. But you know, I'm, I'm what I what I mean is that like you're you're don't don't feel ashamed of being angry. It's very important that you understand why you're feeling angry and and yeah, work 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 it through, work it through like work a through conditioner, and, mm, and just don't don't squash it down. No. You know, acknowledge it, Let et cetera. It I wish I had more to say that was helpful, but... Oh, listen, no, you've already, you've given me the, 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 the two thumbs up, th- thumbs up. See, that it just, it's so yeah. Irish the way I said, thumbs up. Two thumbs up that it's, that my feelings are not something that I need to push down or, or be a frightened of. No. I think I said no. be a frightened of, be a frightened of, don't be a frightened of. Don't be a frightened of it. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's like when we were kids and we used to say, don't say it. Don't be a sc- I'm a scared. I'm a scared. Af- afraid and scared shoved together. <laughs> when you're saying it too quickly, do you know? You don't know which one to choose. Afraid yeah. or scared. I'm a scared. Oh, yes. Likewise. Do you know when like people might get angry? Mm-hmm. Like say your friends. Yeah. Like pe- people that you're close with and that you kind of really care about. Mm. And they get really angry. Mm-hmm. And I think a great thing you can do as a friend or a family member or a sibling or a spouse or whatever is don't run away from their anger. Yeah. You know, as in like, you know, like um, anger can like clear a room mm. and people are like, oh, I'm not dealing with that. I think but you're like, thinking of a fart, but go on. <laughs> but maybe, maybe what the best thing you could do there is, is discuss their anger with them in that yeah. I have a friend who who um she put it really well and she said if if your best friend was crying mm-hmm. you'd say sit there and get it out of you you know tell me what's wrong um you know don't keep it in 
tell me. Mm. But if it's, you know, and you'd, you'd sit there and you'd watch them cry and you'd comfort them and, you know, you'd encourage them to speak on it, whatever. But if it's anger, some people like they back away and they go, oh, God, oh, goodbye. Yes. Yeah. But but like it, you know, it should be the same. It's like, come on, get it out. Tell me what it is. Yes. You know, holding better space out than for in. somebody else's anger. Like, like, letting, yeah. like, because I think it's, yeah. And we, we spoke about this last ep, but I think it's that uh, it's it's the. It's the removal of the, uh, the 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 need to name it and shame and be and be shamed of it. Just to mm. say this is what it is and it's fine and ah and I'm gonna yeah. you know just be angry. Yeah. But listen, you know, as long as it's dealt with, you know, safely and maturely and all the rest, Compa- you know, compassion, compassion. See, this yeah. is the thing. I mean, now I'm just gonna go into my worry of the weekend. It's going to make me look incredibly childish. But I was just going. It's just about being grown up. It's just about being grown up. <laughs> it's just about choosing an adult reaction. To world situations. Yeah. But, you know, I wish I wish I could do it, Phil, all the time, but I can't. I'm um, sorry, I'm burping. I'm burping as well. Now, I don't know if anyone's going to pick it up, but if you do hear like a, a soft <laughs> into the mic, that will be me. <laughs> that me. will be me. And I'll own it now. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to plough into my worry of the week, Phil. I hope you don't mind. Please do. Please do. Take twice. you hear this shit. Can <laughs> you hear this barrel of shit? So I was, um, I was going to say babysitting. It's not the correct word. It, I was hamster sitting um, recently for some friends. Their son, who is eight, has a mm. hamster who he loves. Right. And this child is the light of my fucking life. Right. I just <laughs> love this kid. And I la- I watched the, the hamster before when they were going away. I watched him this time. And, um, and I, I thought to myself... The hamster's a year older. Now I was I was scared the last time because I was scared he was going to die because I don't know what the shelf life of hamsters are, but I don't imagine mm. it's a huge a huge amount of time. So mm. this hamster was about six months when I first looked after him. Now he's a year and six months. I've got him back. I was so fucking worried this hamster was going to die because mm. I just thought to myself, if this hamster dies, I am going to break this. This ha- child is always going to connect those two dots my <sighs> first pet killed by this yes. woman and mm. you know i'm kind of like i'd like to think of myself as his, his aunt but i would then just become this woman because he would lose all love for me completely do you remember that time yes mind my hamster yeah and she killed him and she killed, it would always and be that i didn't keep that completely you know, secret from his parents because I was going, what if I kill that fucking hamster? What am I going to do if I kill the hamster? What if, what if something happens to him? And they thought it was hilarious. But I was like, <laughs> it, it was an actual real concern of mine because if, like, Philip, I was up in the middle of the night sometimes checking this thing out and just seeing oh. if it was up and if he was oh. running around because they're nocturnal. Yes. So once I could just see he was running around and he was safe, I bought him his own, <laughs> I bought him his own heating pad Oh. So they could hang it behind the wall because it was if it was cold, I'd put the heating pad on just so he got a little bit of warmth off that back wall. Oh no. Talk about so, a five star experience. I was treating him like he was a king. And I'd say they you were was, treating him better than you were treating him yourself. Oh my god. I well, I wasn't sleeping. I was up in the middle of the night looking no. at hamsters. Checking I them. I would move around I made sure I had fresh water every day. I got mm-hmm. him like some very nice leaves in the green grocers. I was he was living mm-hmm. his best life. But I just I just was, yeah, I couldn't, I could not believe how I lost a run of myself. I was counting down the days because yes. I was just going. And at one point they came back 
and they came back quite late and they couldn't come over and get him. And I was going, Are you, oh God. can you just come over and get him? I was like, they need to come over and get him because if anything happens, oh my God. Like I, I, I got to the end of the, this was the stretch of time. I've gotten to the end of it. Now he can't stay here another night because th- now I'm living on borrowed time. Yeah. He's living on borrowed time, so am I. My nerves can't do another night, lads. I can't. I, can't, I just, I couldn't cope with the idea of him disappointed in me. Mm. And I know that that's not the right attitude to have when you have a child in your life. You're meant to be loving, but you know, you're not meant to be scared of real life issues. Like if I died, I wouldn't, I would have been able to hopefully explain that to him in a way that let him know it wasn't my fault. But I was going, I will breathe. I will give that thing the kiss of life. (laughs) If it comes to it, if I find that hamster cold, I will, I will bring it back to life. Pump his chest. Um, (laughs) The, yeah. Not on my watch. That's no. the thing. You just don't. Now, oh, I, I just had a lot of thoughts there. But I mean, like, a, I mean, yeah, it's hamsters do that anyway. But this is like a very, it's a very serious situation, and I'm aware of it. Well, I remember the whole, the whole tagline about hamsters and gerbils because they were the affordable pet when we were younger. Like, they yeah, were the kind of the safer option, as in they didn't take as much care or maintenance as a dog. Or things like that, you know, they were like a kind of a low maintenance pet. Um, but the, the feedback was always that they just they could just die just like that. I think that apparently, you know, you re- you read these horror stories online that they could drop it dead because they, the hoover was too loud. Really? I mean, I don't know if I've just made that up, but I, I know that maybe budgie, maybe I'm thinking of a budgie. I don't know. There's some mm. animal that can get a fright from a hoover and it'll just keel over. Hmm. Oh well, that's 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 very unfortunate. Um, and it was doing weird things, like it was building, like it was taking all the bedding and putting it all around its little house, oh. and so it just became like this mountain of bedding around the house. And I, <laughs> and, and you I couldn't check on him that way because you'd have to burrow through that yourself to see that he was breathing exactly, in the night. Exactly, I, I'd have mm. to put the eye right down mm. in, and like trying to look around. And when he and he was very cute, like when he came out, mm. you'd see the little face. But oh. I was going, I'm not, I'm not going to put my hand, like I'm not going to hold him because if he bites me, what yeah. if I do? Like I shake my hand and then I give him some kind of like a brain aneurysm or something mm. because I've, I flicked him. You know, they're awful. They're awful cute. The little yeah. hands. They did, and they also look just like a, a complete round ball of fluff mm. with big mm. eyes. Mm. Oh God! I mean, yeah, he I'd... did have my heart broken. Yeah, with the with the stress and the anxiety. Yeah, but also the little cute face as well. I was I was falling for him by the time he was gone. It is terrible, like that you can't, you just can't imagine anything bad happening to something that that's that that is that gorgeous. I know it, it it's that, and also then the the other little gorgeous thing coming in and going. What happened to my hamster? Yeah, and you just going. Now, I can't. Can you imagine deal with that? If you can go there, can you imagine, say, heavens forbid, the mm. little hamster died on mm. your watch? Mm-hmm. Do you think, realistically, that you would be able to cope with that scenario? I think what I would do, Philippa, if I'm being really honest, is think of an elaborate lie that did no one any favours. It would be like a man broke in and stabbed him. And I Ooh. was so frightened I had to lock myself in the bathroom and that's what happened. Because any cops, yes. No, I didn't feel the I, need. I, I, <laughs> I was too shaken up by the experience. I would use like you know something I've seen on like a, a Netflix serial killer like story and and apply it to the hamster and then mm. kind of just go. I was just I had to stand by and watch the whole thing because yeah. 
to say to him like something I'm, from Law and Order or something. Yeah, hmm. and then at least that way I'd be able to kind of say that I had been traumatized or something had happened to me that I was being brave or maybe okay. it would be like he he tr- he tried to do something and I say and I tried to save him and that's how he died oh you were being noble and I was being noble yeah. yeah but it would get I know it would get out of hand because I remember when this kid was about three he like again it's my insecurity and self-absorption right here this kid was mad for me right he would Mm. he loved me some would say too well it was just an overflow of love from a blonde-haired little angel and Mm. so there was one time when he was about three where he stopped being like every time i walked in the door he'd be cheering and jumping all over me and he just got very quiet with me philippa the amount of fucking toys i bought I bought oh. toys for days. I came around there and it was only for a week where he just kind of got a little bit strange with me. Mm. I went around with every single, his favourite cartoon characters. I brought, I bought them all. Mm. And I think he could sense that it wasn't a genuine buy. And I was, okay. I was looking for affection because he, he didn't, he didn't respond very well to it. I remember thinking, well, you, if you don't, if you don't like this, what else can I get you? Because I will, I will yeah. bring a pony in that bloody door. You watch me. I will bring a pony had- in that bloody door. He had you sussed. He had me sussed. And he didn't like it. And that's the thing. Yeah, he might have been like, yes, look, I'm just having a, I'm having an off fortnight. Would you just, would you just let me have it? Well, yeah, exactly. I'm three. I'm going through some stuff. Mm. No, I I couldn't because I wasn't, again, this is, it all comes back to the same thing, Phil, maturity levels. I'm the adult. He should be allowed to have his emotions and his reactions to anybody in his life. But no. But no, I couldn't handle it. But he got some class gear out of it, I'd say. Oh my God, yeah. And listen, he mm. knows I'm a soft touch. Every every mm. Christmas, every birthday, I'm there. Mm. Oh, you like Inundating. this? Here's 12 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the whole full range. Here's the whole thing. As long as you're happy, my little prince. That's yeah. kind of the vibe that happens. It was just the reason I asked that about, you know, just that momentary kind of exercise in imagination there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. H- had the hamster passed away in your presence um i was just i was just going to come in with that old adage of i i bet you would have um coped better than you give yourself credit maybe i mean maybe at this stage i think he knows i'm like the kid knows i'm not going anywhere in that kind of way like even if he was angry with me i'd stick it out you know yes i would probably buy him some kind of armani jumpsuit but i would <laughs> and matching crown but i would <laughs> but i'd be able to kind of go okay i'm at some point he's going to forgive me i just need to keep reaffirming that you know i'm sorry that 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 happened and i didn't mean mm. to, to to let that happen on my watch mm. but oh my god it is it's it's the and also i think as well because i going back to my childhood i had pets given away on the fucking reg right what? this is no joke right i all of my pets were given away i have a very traumatic memory of my jack russell patch being given away philip i'm getting angry this is what it is yeah. it's all it's all repre- repressed trauma given away when i was sitting in the back of my mother's ford fiesta she walked the fucking dog up to this man's door knocked the door the man took the dog and i was st- sitting there watching the whole thing happen what I mean, I could use several words to describe both of those people in that scenario, and they're both pricks. That's what they are. <laughs> you it's narrowed pure it down and simple. To prick. 
but and I and I so there was lots of that. There was lots of like um you know uh I was able to have I remember having a puppy for a few days and she made too much noise. I mean it, this seems like it was like a lot of dog related stuff. But it's like I had a cat and I had the cat for years and then the cat died and nobody told me, and I had oh. to kind of ask where when is the cat coming back from the vet? And then everyone was like, he's not coming back from the vet. He died. I remember just going. Everyone in this house is a pile of shit. Um, you're all shits. You're all shits. And so I think I have a lot of pet-related trauma that mm. I carry with me. And I was like, not, no way, no how is this little well, little boy going to have any pet-related trauma coming from me? Well, that's now that is now in fairness that is quite noble of you that you're you're going you're going out of your way to ensure that you, this child doesn't have to endure. A measure of the pain that you went through because pets are I'm not in all seriousness now pets are very important to children because oh my god yeah oh, I've, 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 I've loved pets more than humans I every pet I've ever lost has just been a, a, a good guy or gal oh they're the best just and just, personality Phil personality for days mm, a cat I had a, a cat that would have you laughing oh I'd, I had the best cat when I was stop I think I found him when I was about 11 oh or 10 you you find the best ones don't you yeah they're the ones that are like you're meant to have that that pet um oh. I was out for a walk and I grew up in the countryside and I was on this very um back country road right and I heard this little meowing and I went into a, like a little I followed it basically and I stuck my head into a little thorn bush and he was in there meowing oh. and I brought him home and he was my guy. Oh, he was my guy and he's one of the, he was, I don't want to say he's the best cat I ever owned because I don't, my, my current cat to hear that. Yeah. But he, he was incredible. He was so intelligent. He, I, I, I could, I could give examples for days now, but he was, he was very special very oh, special yeah. i had two i had the same i had two very beautiful cats in my life and i i to this day sometimes i have dreams about them oh and i'm like that's how much i miss them and mm. so that's exactly it phil i just don't want to do to him what was done to me pet wise well that's very honorable don't i, I mean, don't feel bad about that i think if it, if all was said and done and i will wrap it up now but uh, i'll leave everybody on this note i have absolutely no problem in that situation uh, kind of going going the pet cemetery route. Oh Jesus! I would I would bury him in the ground and then see him come back to life. And even if he was an evil hamster, no, even if he was an evil hamster, I would be like, listen, just don't open that cage. You'll be all be fine. I didn't do anything wrong. You go and you know, you you go and live your best life. It's an abomination. That abomination. I I, I remember watching the film of that. The new version or the old version? The old version, and it was the evil baby. And he had a oh, knife and he was cutting someone on the leg or something. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> now, look at the The less we say about that, the better. The less we talk about babies cutting legs, the better. Well, anyway, Phil, that was my worry of the week. And you've deconstructed it beautifully there to see. You've understood what's the actual fear at the bottom of that. Yeah. Which is, I don't want. Trumps. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want somebody else to experience the pain and upset mm-hmm. that I had to endure when I was that age thank you very much I don't know about you but now I'm going through a slideshow in my mind of all the great pets I've ever owned oh stop if I talk about that cat too much I will cry 
Okay, well, I no, I get it, because, as I say, I still dream about mine. subscribe to our podcast you know it's all about how to get the most out of your partner and we're partners so we know all about it it's good get it wherever you want to get it when you go and get it from your podcast place richard and greta you know you know flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My warrior of the week or lack of. I was very surprised that this did not worry me, right? Oh my God, I loved it. We're flipping it upside down. Oh, look at We're doing a, a 180 slash 360. I don't know the difference between the two, but what's the one that's the opposite of the, where you're turning 180. around? 180. 180. 360, you've come back round again. Okay, well, 180 then. <laughs> uh, so, Saturday morning, still in the pyjamas, as you of would course. be. Why of not? Course. It's fucking Saturday. I'm standing at my front window there. And you know, yes, I live on a close. You right? do live in a close. Which I think now, I'm 39, and I think I know what a close means. It means it's like a an in, a ring, an enclosed ring. Yes, yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, there's houses um, that end up, my house faces onto other houses. Yeah. So my front window faces onto other front windows, right? So I'm standing there at the front window for the whole close to see. I'm in my pyjamas and I noticed a brown spot on the front of my pyjamas. And my first thought was, oh, no. Oh, Lord. It's either uh, Cornetto or it's cat poo. Right. Because my cat's obviously my cat's very clean because cats are clean. Yeah. But there's been a couple of occasions where there's been a little dot smears. Of poo. Yeah. And I don't know how it happens because when it happens, I chase her down. And I go, where is it? Where is it on you? And I can't find it. The source of this, obviously because she's left it on me or she's left it on something. Right. But I just, it baffles me. I'm just like, anyway. So I look down on the the pyjama top and I see this brown smear and I go, oh God, is that cat poo? So I lift up the uh, 
t-shirt of my pajamas to smell it. Yes. Uh, not remembering that this is my pajama top and I've got nothing on underneath. So I basically, I think, I don't know how far the flashing went. Right. But I basically lifted up my top while standing at my front window, whilst living on a close, whilst facing onto other front Were the people windows. out in the road? Uh, no, I did a quick scan and I went, oh, who might have seen that? Now, back in the day, mm-hmm. I would have let that really bother me. I would have been like shit balls, shit could balls. Have, a man, I just, just, just a, it, somebody could have been behind their curtain at the other side of the street looking out and they've just caught the flash of it. Well, of I them. Would ha- it, where it would end up in my head would be, I would be expecting the cops to show up on my doorstep <laughs> and go, we've heard of a flashing incident. Um, Are you looking for attention? Is this what it is? Is this what it is? And I, that happened to me, though. I know that's a very weird thing to. to I, no. I was in a, a yoga see, class. Yeah, you were the first person I thought of. <laughs> I was like, hang on a second. I know who this also happened to. <laughs> and I don't know if it's maybe because you told me your story that I felt kind of like, ah, look, it happens. Get over I yourself. I think it does happen. I mean, because the thing is, I don't think. You know when someone's doing the flash for real and you know when someone has abs- absent-mindedly just got a tit out. And I think... Yeah, and they've no notion that they're doing it. Exactly. I was trying to wipe, mop my my uh, my forehead because I was at a, at a hot yoga class and I pulled up my top forgetting that I wasn't wearing a bra. And I always wear a bra. I mean, apart from mm. like when I go to bed, I always wear a bra. So... The fact that I took it off the yoga class and then pulled it up and, and basically flashed everybody because there was a mirror at the top of the room. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I have nothing but understanding for you in this particular situation, Phil. And I just think, if anything, some if anyone saw that, they should have just enjoyed what they saw. Yeah. Is that bad <laughs> for me to say, though? Because if a man did that, if a man flashed and someone saw, would would because I'm sure that if someone was a professional flasher type, they mm. might think... Well, enjoy it. Well, I think you you said it there, which is um, what's the intention behind it? And if it's just you not having a notion that you're doing it. Yeah. What's the harm? I think you'd know just by the look of someone, like just by the action of the T-shirt coming up. I'm very proud of you, though, to just be like, listen, yeah, it happened. It happens. It happens, okay? And just just for the um, whole like solving of the riddle, was it poop Mm. or was it Cornetto? Oh, um, I did get a smell of it and it smelled fine. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was, I don't know, coffee Chocolate. grounds or something. Chocolate. Yeah. 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 I always have food um, all over me. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But I was just awful impressed with myself that I didn't lose my shit over it. Because historically really I would have. Yeah. Do you think, yeah. do you notice, can I ask you, Philippa? Mm. Um, do you notice in the last few years, let's say, Marked improvement in your worrying slash anxiety. Fits and starts now. Fits and starts, okay. Fits and starts. At the moment, and I used to notice this about myself in school. Transition year, I didn't give a flying fuck. Wow. But there was other years, like, so say... Well, to break transition year down for people who are not Mm. familiar, this was a, a year between... Your what we had our junior cert, which is now mm-hmm. is it called something different? I don't know, but it would know. be like your uh, what do they call it in England here? A, no, GCSEs, a, GCSEs, and then yeah. there was this year that they put in after your GCSEs called mm-hmm. transition year, 
which was an extra year, but it was kind of like to give you some time off, wasn't it? So that you weren't going mm. right back into studying again for your leave insert or your, your yeah. O-levels, A-levels. Yeah. So, so it was yeah, like you, a crack. It was kind of like a year of, of crack and good times. Yeah, you went on a school tour abroad. You did a musical production on stage. Uh, you did some work experience. Uh, you know, Can you I phoned ask- it in for a year, basically. Did um just to again let's see um the situation that you found yourself in because I didn't want to do transition year because then it would mean I would be then a fifth year with the year that was behind me so I wanted to stay with all my friends mm. do you know that kind of way mm. um just a couple of questions was it this musical now that then ignited your passion from what then became your career and no, the passion was, your... was already there I'll cut across there. you there unabashedly the passion no. was already there the passion was there since four years of age oh my god it was ignited at four. Do you remember what what was the moment? I mean, was it being a a, a BV evoke a BV a, a backing singer for you two, or was it more? Or was it a, a particular TV show that you watched? Or oh God, um, I yeah, I just wanted to yeah, I just wanted to be in the programs. Yeah, was there any, I remember there was a um very old version of the famous five that used to be on. And yes. these, whenever there's a mystery to be found, do you whenever that? there's a mystery to be found, bum, 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 yeah, it was a very good theme tune, right? The beginning yep. of the show, the famous five are walking towards you, right? And mm. then the, and then at the end of every episode, the famous five would walk away, and you would see them go off into the distance. And I was, I would cry every single time because oh I wanted to go with them. And my mother would say Aww. to me, "We'll turn that off now. We'll turn that off if you can't cope with them leaving." And it was Aww. because I wanted to be in the show that badly. Yeah. Because Get rid I of the dog. I, 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 what did you say? <laughs> well, they sh- they should have been a real child instead of the dog. Well, yeah, Timmy. Like, what well, he was, well, he was with George, wasn't it? Like, they were not. Yeah. They, they weren't a couple, but she looked. That was her dog, and I liked the mm. dynamic. Okay, and it's it does sound like I'm. We've just had a big old um, uh, love fest over pets. Uh, yeah, I think it was. And I it was sounds drawn... like I'm. Sounds like I'm contradicting myself by going, Ara, get rid of Timmy the dog, but. No, because I think he, he, there was a space for a child there that was being taken up by an animal. And I think in this day and age, it would be absolutely per- perfectly fine to replace Timmy with an actual person. What I'm saying is make room for Yaz. That's all I'm saying. Make room saying. for Yaz. Mm. Actually, in the reboot then, years they did later, one of my friends played George. One of my now friends played George. And I yeah, was too. nothing but jealous of her. Oh, goodness me. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great part to get, George. Yeah. I don't know if they have the same theme tune, but sorry, we're getting away from this transition year thing. What was your work experience? I worked in a chemist. (laughs) Price and cosmetics with a price gun. Do you remember them? Yeah, that's not, I mean, I don't, listen, it's your choice, Phil. But I thought work experience was like you went and you worked for a doctor or you went, like you did something like a career, like not that not working in a chemist or not that working in a chemist is not a career. But I thought you got like in into like the more vocational type things. Um, <laughs> I don't think that much thought slash effort went into the work experience did you have to sort that out yourself or did the school sort it out 
Oh, you sorted out yourself. Hence the effort level being quite okay. low. Did the school pay your wages or did you get no wages or was it like oh, an internship? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. So basically that was, you just walked into a place and you said, do you want me to come here and work for free? Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, you're you're 15 or 16. Yeah. You've got a gung-ho 16. attitude. I wasn't even that gung-ho. It's kind of just like sauntering in going, I'm here, I suppose, for the next two weeks. <laughs> Did you have any particular high points of the of the chemist retail experience? Yeah, pricing with cosmetics with the price gun. It was me and another girl and we used to kind of fight over the pricing because like, oh, yeah. everyone wanted to have a go at that, didn't they? I mean, even now, that's my favourite part of, of going shopping is to do the, my, the self-scanner. Yeah. Why would you go and, and queue at the the, machi- at the, the belts uh, with the woman doing your shopping for you when you have the joy of doing the barcodes and the thing yourself? Yeah, and um, also with that, uh, you can uh, pack your groceries as you're shopping. Exactly. Exactly. So you, have, you don't have to do it. Basically, you just do it all in one go is what I'm trying to say. Also, I'm noticing a trend here of, of younger Phil in transition. You're feeling very confident and probably wouldn't be in this. kind. So isn't it weird? Because I think I definitely had a stage of my life where I was about 20, where I was Miss Confident USA. Oh, yeah. I just was a bag of confidence and it just all trickled out my armpits and down my legs. And I don't I, I really don't know. Well, I, I look, Philip, I do know what happened. I moved to London. Right. Okay. I was out in the wilderness of London town. Not a fucking soul did I know. And I went to drama school and I was around people who were actors and being around any kind of actor, young or old, is not a pleasant experience for most of the time. But I was just, yeah, I, I think I was, I, I was really out of my comfort zone. I was taken away from everybody that I knew voluntarily um, hmm. And I think it had a real profound effect on, on who I was and how I saw myself because I was mm. I was so full of confidence back home mm. and so like just knew, felt like I liked myself. And I think mm. coming here, yeah, it, it re- something really changed and I just became very, very frightened. I think because I yeah. didn't really anticipate or understand how big London was. Mm. And I thought of it on the same scale as Dublin. Mm. And just that like ease of getting around and that kind of like, you know, being in Dublin, you'd walk down the street, you'd bump into people that, you know, no problem. Absolutely. That wouldn't mm. happen here. Obviously, I had no idea the layout of the, the city and just how mm. sprawling it is. I didn't mm. I just didn't get it. And so I remember like moving here and we would go out and I'd realize I would be up in Camden. But I'd be, I'd be living down south and I'd say to myself, I have to take like two, it's going like, to take me like two hours to get home because yeah. I can't afford a, a cab because cabs were mm. so expensive back then. And so it just would take all the fun out of things because I wouldn't want to spend two hours getting home. So I'd yeah. leave a party at like 10 as mm. opposed to back in Dublin where you, I wouldn't be leaving that party till 2 a.m. because I'd be having the time of my life and it was eight euros in a taxi home. Yeah. Or as I used to do, it was walk home. In Dublin. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the confidence of youth. Oh, my mm. God. I mean, I lived in quite a shady neighbourhood. and Well, you had to walk through quite a shady neighbourhood to get home to where I lived in Dublin. But I lived about a, it must have been a 20-minute walk to Dublin city centre. Mm. That's how, and I, and so, yeah, I, it spoiled me. It ruined me for other cities. You can walk 
you can walk double. Oh my so god, yeah. easily. Sorry, why are you yawning? Just I'm boring you. I'm boring you, no. or I'm making you emotional with tales of tales of the motherland. <laughs> oh, it's an emotional yawn. Oh, um, it's emotional yawn. But yeah, I think like like losing all of that confidence now. All of these years later, I think I'm I, I'm I'm back to feeling that same level of confidence. Although with a smattering of anxiety, which I don't think will ever really leave me. But mm. it's it's yeah, it's some something, something something left me. Yes. Yes. And it, it is it's shit that the way that when anxiety comes into your life, it never really goes. No. Because you asked me there like, um, oh, yeah, that you asked me, have you found yourself worrying more or less mm. over the years? Mm. And um, I just think I have good years and I have bad years. And but it is that thing of knowing that like, oh, I've started worrying now and never stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like because. I remember when I started worrying and I think it was in leaving cert. Right. Because it was the leave the leaving cert was anxiety inducing. Right. And I never stopped since. I've always worried since. Really? No, sorry, that's a lie. I was a an I was an anxious child. But like re really worrying then started in the in leaving cert and So you're like sixteen. Sixteen, seventeen? Seventeen. Right. Um, I don't know. No, maybe what it was was I was always a worrier, even since I was a child. But I think I started to worry about more long term, real world stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, adulty stuff. Yeah. Oh God, I'm not making any sense. No, no, no. I know. I like it's. It's like it. It was a an evolution of worry from ch- a child's worry, which is small scale, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we can't be saying that of all children. Some children, I think, have very real worries because they're in very oh, bad yeah. situations. Yeah. But I think it is, it's like, um, yeah, I, I was a very anxious child too. But I think there was somewhere around like 18 or 19 where I suddenly became super confident about myself and just kind of believing that I'm going to, I'm just going to go and do the things that I want to do because I yeah. believe that there's a, you know, wh- why not? And mm. then I just feel like that was kind of, I had the wind knocked out of me a little bit and I think as mm. well I don't know if you had this but again because I had the, a, a victim mentality I was very attractive to and attracted to toxic people because right. I overgave and I would never again I wouldn't I would give and get given a given I give to people to try and get something in return and that obviously isn't the the way to do it. But that is very attractive to somebody to people who want to take and take and take and take. And because mm. you're never going to be confrontational enough to say, I notice nope. that you keep taking and that's not really working out for me. I'm going to go somewhere else. My self concept and my um way of being in the world, even though I was confident, again, it was never it was never really dealing with things head on. I had a tendency to be a victim. I had a tendency to blame other people for my situation. And so therefore I became very attractive to people who, um, who, who could see that in me where I would just give and give and give and give and give. They would take and take and take and take. And I would never at any point stop and put my boundaries up because mm. again, I was getting something out of being a victim and I was getting something out of being in these toxic friendships or toxic relationships where I could go and say to other people, oh, look how badly this person treats me. And they'd say, oh, you're right. s- it's so bad. You're such, you're such a lovely person. So I got into that pattern 
Um, mm. Whereas only in the last year or so, I've learned how to go, no, this is my boundary. And if you cross it, I'm, I'm like the shutters are going to come down now because I have tried to get my self-esteem and my self-worth through other people. Like I've tried to see myself through other people's eyes rather than saying, well, how do I see myself in my own eyes? How do I learn how to accept myself rather than, you know, abandoning myself to please somebody that that isn't doing the same back to me? And I think it's like, again, it's only now after all these years, I'm realizing that, that it doesn't mm. work when you're trying to, and it, and, it, and it builds up your, your anxiety. It builds up your, your sense of not being good enough because your everything is outside of you. Everything is mm. about how you're perceived by a group of other people or by, you know, a specific individual person. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Again, I feel like I, I'm happy to have learned it, even though it took me a long time to learn it. Just, oh, yeah. just that sense of going, um, I get to choose how I feel about myself. And if you don't mm. like me or if, or if it feels like a burden to be around me, <laughs> why don't you fuck off and I'll just stay here <laughs> with me because yeah. I like me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. For fucking yeah. nothing. Yeah, like I've been watching a few things about like cults and gurus lately. And, you know, you see how people are so addicted to that acceptance of a cult. And like what you were saying, how the cult tells them who they are instead of them knowing themselves who they are. Mm. And I was just kind of watching it going, Jesus, can we just not all be our own guru? Be your own guru. Don't be looking for someone to tell you who you are. Tell, you know, listen to yourself because yeah, that's, it's that's tough plenty, it, I do think it do. I do think it takes a, a situation to happen to, to make you realize that being in that kind of people pleasing role, it's just not, it's just not, it's never going to benefit you. And it doesn't really benefit the people around you because it's in, like when it was explained to me that I am trying to get people, I'm trying to manipulate people by getting them, by giving to them. Because the thing is, I'm not really giving to them because I want to give to them. I'm giving to them so that they'll give to me. Whereas if okay. I cut out the middleman and give to myself, then mm. it's not really important whether they give to me or not because I can take care of my own needs. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Like I really... And there's another thing as well where when you you start to change and you start to, to, to shift in that way and show up differently in friendships and stuff... You can see how people can can push back against that and be like, oh, no, I don't want you to be different. I want you to stay the, the way that you always were. Mm. And you just go, no, nah, because I'm getting nothing out of it. Yeah, because you, you've established a certain dynamic. And to break out of that is is um, switching it up, but maybe a bit too much. Yeah. I yeah, Listen, I, I, I swear by it now. I, I hope... I mean, I don't want to stop the podcast because I love doing it, but there's something about it where I feel like like that, like taking care of those issues means that I feel a lot more. I feel a lot, a, a sense of, of my self-esteem and my self-worth coming back to me because I've just claimed it. Excellent. Very good. Also, this is this is another it's a, it's a lovely little thing to do. If anyone's like working on their self-love, their self-compassion, I started doing this this week and it's beautiful, Phil. So somebody was saying to me, you know, when you fall in love with somebody and mm. it's like, oh, I love the way she um, I love the way she, she, she looks up when she's explaining something to you. Or I love the mm. way he like moves his hands when he's excited or whatever. It's all these like little things that when you're falling in love with somebody, these really little, tiny little things that they do 
me like like the details about them like they're just and it's so individually and and uniquely that person and Mm. I was saying to one of my friends you know I I love things about my friends that I never say to them because it's too it's that detailed unique lovely thing like I love the way that you mispronounce words on purpose like Ernest (laughs) and Covis um because it makes me laugh um, but I would never say that to you until I've just said it now, because it's like I take for I just kind of go, oh, well, she knows I like that about her. But if we were dating, then I, it would be something I would probably say to you. Do you know what I mean? It's like those things. So I've been saying to my friends, oh, I really love this about you. And it's a very specific you thing that only you will ever do. And it will never happen and it never belong to anybody else because you are so unique and you'll never there'll never be an- another one of you again. It's a really beautiful thing because I think sometimes we forget that we're there's only only ever going to be one of us ever Mm. in the whole history of the world. And when you kind of try to look at yourself in a self-love way, that's very broad strokes like, oh, I'm I'm good at at cooking and I'm a kind person. It takes someone going, no, but you do this weird thing and it's so Mm. weird and I fucking love it because it's you (laughs) and I'll never experience that in another person again. So anyway, that's just, that's my little tip for self-love for the week, if anybody wants to give it a go. Very good. So that you say to yourself, I like... You can say to, you can say to yourself, you can say to your friends and you can say to your friends, and what do you, what do I do that you, you like? Because you just, yes. it and just, you know, because some of my friends have said things to me and I'm like, I didn't, I never knew I did that. That is really <laughs> funny. That's great. And I, I, yeah, that's very, that's very uniquely me. Yes. Cool. Nice. Well, look, we'll leave it at that then on the high note of self-love. Yes, spread it around. Spread it around like a dirty rumour. <laughs> Do that, yeah. Um, we, again, if you want to write in to us and, and tell us your worries, we are at weheartworry at gmail.com. Yeah. Please let us know any worries or any self-care tips. Anything, anything. Yeah, Listen, yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Any it's a safe space. If you enjoy this podcast, yes, t- tell a friend, tell a friend, pass the word around, um, draw a picture, hang it up at the supermarket, say, yeah. please, please watch this, please watch this podcast, please watch this podcast, um, and give us a rating or a review. Amazing, that'd be nice. Yeah, that we we'd much appreciate that. Listen, all right, we'll we'll talk to you very soon, guys. All right, yeah. Thank you very much for listening and uh, have a lovely week and take care and stay safe and God bless. McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft World. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 